The Leap Foundation proudly presents the Meet the Mentor podcast with New York Times bestselling author, motivational speaker, and celebrity dentist, Dr. Bill Dorfman. Dr. Bill here with one of my all-time favorite leapers. You will know her in a moment. So I'm going to read a quick little intro, and then we'll start some questions, all right? Hannah Brown is an American television personality and former beauty pageant title holder. She was crowned Miss Alabama USA in 2018, then attended Leap that summer. While she was Miss Alabama, she adopted a platform of mental health awareness, and she'll tell you why um, it was a very personal mission for her. But while she was at Leap, she auditioned for The Bachelorette and then went on to star in season 15 of ABC's hit show, The Bachelorette. America fell in love with her because she was honest and authentic. And she did a lot of crazy, kooky things that just made her lovable and real. And it was really something that America embraced. Following The Bachelorette, she danced in season 28 of Dancing with the Stars. And she just didn't dance. She won it, right? Welcome to us, Hannah Brown. Hi. How are you guys? Thank you so much for taking time to do this. I mean, who'd have thunk when you entered this beauty pageant that your whole life would become a fishbowl, right? Definitely not me. I was not prepared for what this has all become, but I'm so grateful. And in a way, um, it all kind of started at leap for me. So that's really cool. You know, and that's the reason why I wanted to have you on this. What was it that you would say you got at a leap that really helped you the most in everything else that followed? Uh, I mean, I took so many notes while I was at leap and it was such a wonderful experience. And to be honest, um, Dr. Bill, I was a little uh, apprehensive about going to leap at first because you weren't gonna go we had to talk you into it remember yeah because i was like oh i'm gonna be one of the oldest and i don't know if this is what i want to do i don't know i was it sounded like a great idea but i wasn't sure and i got there and i was one of the oldest and i was like these people have been going here you know five years and i'm like how are these 16 year olds they've got their life together and i I'm just trying to figure it out right now. And I, I don't know. At first I was like, I don't know. But the week and the connections um, that were made in that group in the community was, it was, it was amazing. And some of the things that I remember that really just resonated with me um, and that I think I really did take with me through this experience um, was of course the you're a 10 and and recognizing that I didn't always think of myself as a 10, but once you, if you believe that you're a 10, then other people are going to see that too. And, um, that has been a huge part of my journey. Um, but I think one of the most important parts of the whole, what we call 10 culture is not just that you're going to be a 10 and act like a 10, but you need to surround yourself with what? 
Mm-hmm. With uh, other tens. With other tens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's really important. Um, now with my life being the way it is, you know, you have to have a small group that you can trust and um, is there for you, but um, aren't feeding off of you that truly are, you know, going after their dreams and goals um, because they'll encourage you to do the same. And so that was great um, for me to realize, you know, no matter where people come from, I mean, in, at least everybody was from everywhere. I mean, out of the country, it was, it was great. And to see us all working towards our goals and them all being different, but being able to lift each other up was really cool. Um, and then another thing that I can still remember right now, don't even have my stuff with me, um, is the just ask. Wasn't that what it was? Yep. It was Um, the most powerful three letter word in the English language. Ask. Yeah. And that has been something that has stayed with me in a lot of, um, my success, I feel like has come from me, uh, just asking, asking for things to be different. Um, asking if I can go talk to this person and say hello, or, um, asking if I could, you know, instead of how it's been done for however many years, like that doesn't really fit for me. So just being confident enough to ask to see if it could change. And sometimes things can, and some can't, but, uh, a lot of those like pivotal moments that I think people have seen, like have been for me, just like, you know, asking and, and people being receptive towards that. But you know what? Uh, okay. I, I, I'm going to admit something that I'm a little embarrassed as a 60 year old man to say, you made me do something most 60 year old men don't do. And that's watch What's the that? bachelorette. <laughs> okay. like, I, I mean, I wouldn't admit that to many people, but okay. Um, I did. And I'll tell you something. Uh, and, and even my leap students don't know this. They asked me to be the bachelor, the second season of the bachelor. I had just gotten divorced. It was like, like way, way, way back when, 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 when they used to just pick somebody, Yeah, and they want me to audition, but you know, I, I just gotten divorced and, and I had three kids and like reality TV was just starting. I'm like, I don't know. So that's, so I didn't do it, but uh, you know, I think the thing that really resonated with America was you're just honest you know you were honest like you put those guys in their place what gave you the my grandma used to use this word you don't know it it's a yiddish word chutzpah what gave you the chutzpah what gave you the 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 guts to be as brave as you were and just like go for it and like knock these guys down that was pretty ballsy yeah um i think i've always had it in me but because of I think our culture in America and where I was raised um I think a lot of that was silence and stifled and I you know would look to my left look to my right look at the women that were around me and really did start to assimilate and as you said in the intro my um my platform 
during Miss Alabama was, um, and still now, is mental health awareness because I am such a perfectionist and I want to be loved and validated so much that when that becomes such a priority, sometimes you lose yourself and you don't have the confidence and you just wait for other people to tell you when to leap, when to go instead of like trusting your own. And um, I started kind of going, well, I battled severe depression and anxiety and finally started getting some help for that. And then when Miss Alabama USA, you know, even that experience, I wasn't completely healthy just yet. So that was hard in some ways, but also great. And so, so many more. Um, but then really the leap plus um, the bachelor experience for me uh, as a contestant really helped me find my voice and um, recognize that like, I'm never going to like, if I look at somebody, I'm like, oh, well, that's working for her. So like, I should try to do that. Well, I'm, I'm not her, whoever. So it's never going to like be the best if I could just be like my best self. And even if that's like with the good and the bad and there's, I'm aware there was some bad, but like owning that and being like, yeah, I messed up. I totally messed up or be, but that was my own. And then when I did succeed and have these moments, I'm like, I did that. That was me. Um, so I think it just has always been something that I've, I've had inside of me, but for so long, just like kind of just pushed down until I was surrounded by other people that encouraged me and, and loved me and supported me for exactly who I was, even if that didn't fit the mold right. that I was so desperately trying to fit for years. Right. And, well, you yeah. started in pageants at 15 and you mm -hmm. kind of went in and out of them. And even the year before you won Miss Alabama, you didn't even place. You know, and it's like, you know, to go from being in a pageant one year and like not even placing and then coming back the next year and winning that like almost never happened. So yes. there had to yeah. be something in you that just switched on, you know? Yeah. And, it was, and, um, and, and yeah. what was that, though? Um, it was it was realizing that what I was like I said, like I was looking at what was working for other people. And then copy trying, genius, right? At, copy genius. Exactly. And um, while that is, you know, being refined, refining who you are, I think is great. Like working on what are your, you know, best qualities? What is something that makes you unique and really refining that? But I, I took refine and started to, um, model after people that actually wasn't working for me. People would tell me, Hey, you need to color your hair. My hair was the color of a potato chip at one time. No, it not a good look. It was not a good look, but I was told you need to do this. You need to do that. And it, it didn't work. And I realized like I was so done with it. I, I truly didn't think I was, I was done with pageants after the year before I was like, this just, I've always thought that I've had this deep feeling inside that like I was supposed to be, you know, compete in a national level level pageant and be a representative of my state, but I was like, it's just not working. And so 
I really went on this journey of self exploration. I can't talk self exploration. And um, then one day I was literally just scrolling through Instagram two weeks before the pageant. And I was like, man, it is fun. And my mom was like, it is. So why don't you just do it? Why don't we just do it? And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, you have nothing to lose. Well, wear the stuff that you have in your closet. Just like be you. Because usually I have, you know, an interview coach, a walking coach, a, a, a trainer, this or that. And I, she was like, I, I had nothing. I didn't have time for that. I, I got a dress. I got one dress. And I just went in and I was completely myself. I didn't have any notes. I remember I read my devotion. The thing that I brought with me was my devotion for the day right before I went into the interview. And I was so honest with them. They were like, so tell me about your experience in pageantry. And like, did you compete last year? I was like, yeah, I competed last year. I didn't place at all. And they're like, really? I said, yeah, because I wasn't myself. I was like, this is me. So if you like it, it was basically like one of those things. Like, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, no worries. Because I'm, I'm kind of liking me now. Um, and every time they would call my name, I would be like, great. Like, this is great. This is better than last year. I'm in top 15. Awesome. And then it was like top 10. And I'm like, I'm good. I got called for top five. I remember girls being like, it's you. And I was like, I'm great. I'm already fourth runner up. Like, this is awesome. And um, that was the first time that I realized that um, I, when I'm myself and completely myself is when I'm the most successful. And it's I not always, awesome. I mean, especially for a pageant, you know, five other judges might've not liked that. But it felt really, um, that was like the first moment and it was really like empowering to be like, oh my gosh, when I'm me, I'm my best, truly. Like, you know, and it was the first time ever. And um, I kind of took that into The Bachelor, even though like I had some of the, I mean, I roared on camera. I, I was crazy. But you know, I am a people crazy. don't realize that, even though they call it reality TV, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that, you know, at the end of the day, they want the best show that they can get. Absolutely. So it isn't like they just go, oh, let's just put poor Hannah out here and bubble. I mean, like they're coaching you the whole time. They're, you know, they're trying they're to you the whole time. Yeah. And uh, it can be taken out of context and you have to have really thick skin. I did. I have learned to have thick skin, obviously through pageants. But the first time that I uh, that whole episode, the first episode where like I look like a crazy person, I stayed in my pajamas for three days. And I did not take it well. But after that, and uh, I've had a lot of controversy and people being upset with me and have different opinions on me. I'm actually kind of thankful that in the beginning I had a little bit of that because, you know, I stayed in my pajamas for three days. Uh, didn't really help. And I didn't smell great. So I took a shower and I, I, you know, moved on. And what I did after that actually propelled me. But yeah, there's so much that goes on behind the camera. You have a two hour show each Monday that was filmed for a week, 24 seven. There's a lot of picking and choosing of what you see. So I think the thing that people have to get out of that experience is this. At the end of the day, the thing that really matters most is if you can look in the mirror 
and mm-hmm. like what you see. And you have to, yeah, you're right. You have to have a thick skin. If you sit there on social media and you read all the great things people write, every once in a while there's going to be a few things that aren't so great, right? And you just can't, you can't, you can't look at that stuff. You can't let it affect you. You really have to have a thick skin. And I think the important thing that you got at leap in that, you know, I always encourage young people to do is, yeah, surround yourself with tens, but have a really strong group of supporters there that can really give you honest feedback. You know, if my best friend comes up to me and says, hey, Dr. Bill, you're being a jerk. I'm going to listen. If somebody on social media writes something mean, I don't know that person. It doesn't really matter that much, right? That Yes, I was uh, given that advice. Um, and that helped so much because if the people around you are saying, hey, let's talk about this, then you should be concerned. But if the people around you are still rooting you on and encouraging you, that's what you take to heart. You can't take what the internet trolls take to heart, even though it can be really hard sometimes. Um, But yeah, it's, it's been a roller coaster of a ride. Well, I want to talk about that. Like, let's, let's just go through it. I mean, your life has changed. I mean, you were on a trajectory to be just this Alabama girl. Right. And all of a sudden you're like, you know, I, I mean, my kids know who you are. Like, like <laughs> I was like, my kids don't know who Bill Clinton is, right? They forgot already, yeah. but they know Hannah Brown, right? I mean, your life took a huge, huge, huge turn in an unexpected way. Talk about that. You know, what's, what's your life like right now compared to what it was pre-Miss Alabama, pre-Leap, and pre-The mm-hmm. Bachelorette? Yeah, well, uh, that's, it's interesting going back to leap and why I did it. Um, I, of course, a lot of things in my life revolve around relationships, shocker there, but, um, I, uh, was in a very serious relationship when I was in Alabama, we broke up and in August, I, uh, in August of 2018 and was like, how the heck did I get stuck in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Like I was just like, I let this idea of I was going to get married in the next year. So I'll just get a job here. Um, I love my job, but I didn't ever think that I would be still in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And then when the relationship ended, I was devastated. I was like, oh, I gave up on all my dreams. Um, Now what I do. And I said I was done with pageantry and then I did the pageant and I won. And I was like, okay, well, we'll see where this goes. But even during that, I remember talking to my director, director, Paula Miles, and she would be like, you've got to get out of there. She's like, I'm so glad that you're Miss Alabama and you represent your state well, but like you are made for so much more. And you know that. And I know that. And I was like, you're right. And so she was like kind of connecting me. She was like, we're going to get you out of there. And I was like, okay. And then um, after the pageant, I was a little defeated because like I said, my faith's really important to me. And I was like, really thinking there was some meaning behind why I won. Like, why now? And like, and so I was like, I thought, oh, God, that means that I'm like going 
something's going to happen at Miss USA. And it didn't. And I was just like, now what I do, you know, but it was, it was all part of the plan. Cause if I was, had not been Miss Alabama USA, I wouldn't have been like that kind of probably baited, you know, they're like interested. That's a storyline and TV is about making stories. Um, but also with Miss Paula, she's like, I really think you should go to leap. And I was like, really? She's like, yes, because you, there's so many amazing speakers there. You never know who you can connect with. Um, as she told me about how at the end of the week, um, you can do the interviews with people that you admire in your field. She was like, you just go. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go then. Well, then the whole bachelor stuff was, I get this random phone call. Like I did not, I did not apply for the bachelor. Never watched the show fully. Like my roommates in college had, but I didn't. And um, I get this random phone call from a producer. And I guess like right before leap, I don't know. So maybe beginning of July into June. And they're like, Hey, this is somebody from bachelor. Um, we got a, your nomination. And I was like, what? Who? Me? And, and they're like, yeah, but we would love you to send all this stuff. And I just think it's a joke. I'm calling all my friends being like, who did this? What ended up being somebody who had done some videography for me for Miss USA. We got in this conversation and for some reason she decided to nominate me for the bachelor. I don't know. She did. And, but didn't tell me. So I'm just going through this whole thing. Like, we'll see where it goes. Like, this is a joke. Like I'm not really having success myself and we'll see, but I never like thought I was going to be on reality TV in that way. And I get a call back my lap and they're like, we really, are you ever in Los Angeles? And I was like, well, I'm going to be in Los Angeles for this week um, conference, but I don't know if I can leave for it. They're like, well, we'd really like to meet you in person. Okay, I'll figure it out. So I think I talked to Charlie about like, hey, I have this like, kind of important meeting I need to go to. So I like found like during lunch, like to go one day. And that's really what sealed the deal for me going that day. Um, and wait, I don't even remember what I was talking about completely. Uh, <laughs> where that was going. Yeah. I mean, what I'd like to know is how's your life changed? I mean, oh, change. before yeah. all this. <laughs> So, yeah, I had no direct, I went to leap cause I had like, I didn't know what I was doing and even being on the bachelor, I was like, I don't know what this is going to be. And I mean, I remember the first episode, it's like, I thought, oh my gosh, I have 10,000 followers. Like I have a K by my name. That's really cool. Like now I can do swipe ups. Like, that's awesome. Like I was freaking out. I thought I, I was like, everything's fine now. I have a K I can do swipe ups to links. Great. And then it was you know, people are writing articles about me. I'm getting all these DMs. People like know who I am and I can't go out in my hometown anymore. Like I remember one time um, before I was a bachelorette, my whole family and I, we went out to um, go get a drink at just like this nice little bar. I got bombarded and this is before the bachelorette. And I was like, okay, like this is different. And then when I was got the call for the bachelorette, I mean, it was, um, they showed it on TV. I, they 
truly did like give, they gave me an hour and I was on the plane to get to LA once Chris Harrison called me. Like that was totally real. And I had a freak out. I was like, what just happened? They just took me from my family's house and they're telling me that I'm going on Ellen and we're, we're getting ready for Ellen. And I'm like, first of all, Ellen is like, I'm obsessed with her. But I mean, the, the day before I was just sitting at home with my family being like, well, I guess, am I going to, am I going to get back to work? Should I move? I don't have that much money. I don't have any money, but we'll figure it out to being on Ellen. And then it was, you know, being on sets of, you know, they made this huge, you know, promo for me and I'm wearing, you know, this custom made thing for me. And I'm like, this is all in the first week and wearing all these designer clothes and having fittings and having on stylist makeup all. And then I was on, uh, basically a whole year of my life was filmed 24 seven. And it was a false reality that I've realized now, like I was just trying to keep up. It's like somebody dropped me in the middle of the race and I'm like, what race am I running? But I guess I'm going to keep running. I don't know what I'm doing, but I guess I'll do it. And there were some moments where like I had a good steady pace and I'm proud of myself. Um, but now looking back, there were some times where like it was really hard. And oh, a lot of the, what I'd learned and, and, and taken from Lee that year. And then even on the bachelor, I still like, I feel ha still had a tight grip on it. Bachelorette still did, but it was the aftermath that um, was really hard during that time before bachelor. I mean, before dancing with the stars and even into dancing with the stars, that was like, how am I a star on dancing with the stars? How did this happen? And why are these like celebrities DMing me? And it, it was, it was hard. Like it was amazing. And like, I it was on a red carpet right behind Jimmy Fallon in pink and, you know, like pink. What was recognized the hardest me again. part, Hannah? What, what was the hardest part when you keep saying it was hard? It was hard. It was hard because you didn't feel you could keep up or you didn't feel like you deserved it or you didn't like what was actually the hard part for you living up to what people were expecting? What was the hard part? Um, so I actually was just um, reading this. I mean, listening to this podcast with Alicia Keys and I think, um, she, I was like, oh my gosh, I mean, I'm not Alicia Keys, like, no, I'm not there. But like, what she said is exactly how I'm realizing that I felt. Um, when you kind of get thrusted in something, and especially like I wasn't working on a talent or anything, you, you're just running the race, and you're just kind of trying to survive. And um, you have all these people saying, hey, do this, we need you for this. And so that confidence that got you to where, or for me, got me to where I was and that very authentic, like authentic person um, was trying to keep up. And so then started to look around and be like, how do I keep up and listening to other people and what people were saying? And um, as somebody who um, I think really loves words of affirmation, you start like figuring out like, well, why, like, so this is what people like. So this is, and, and it's still me. I was still me, 
but parts of me were edited out of my life and the TV show. And so um, I, start, I had to start figuring out like, okay, um, who am I now? But I'm still like in all these TV shows and like, this is what everybody's seeing I am. And this is what people like. And it is me, but like, they're kind of missed all this part. So, so, so Hannah, that do was me a the favor. Thing of, yeah. Tell me like, if you could say, this is what I want people to know is me. How would you say I am boom, 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 boom. What, what are those boom, boom, booms? Well, to be honest, um, Dr. Bill, I think I'm just like every other, you know, adult. And um, I'm still trying to, like, honestly, I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, but because but, but, but it wait, got a little you're murky. Not, you're not, you're, you're not like every other adult, you know? I mean, you have literally accomplished some things that no adults will ever do. So don't downplay mm -hmm. yourself. But what I want to know is what are the adjectives that you would mm -hmm. describe as yourself? You know, yeah. if, if you could say, like, I want students, I got all my students here and up here watching. If you could say, you guys, this is me. This is who I really am. This is what I really hope that from everything you've seen me do, this is what I hope shown through. This is really what I want to portray as me. What is that? Um, I'm strong. I am vulnerable, which is not the same as weak. Um, I'm driven. I'm compassionate. Um, and there's a little I, bit of goofy in there. Oh, I'm a complete and total goofball. Crazy, but the good kind. Um, and I am someone who wants to um, really, like everybody says, like make a difference, but make a difference through connection. Um, I think that's why a lot of people were, will say like, I hate to be like, Hey, I'm relatable, but I do think that we all can find something with whoever we talk to. Um, even if they're completely opposite that can relate in us. And I think that that's so important. And so who I am is someone who wants to be able to connect with whoever I'm around or who's watching me and, and do that in a way that can in inspire encourage, motivate, make somebody feel like, oh my gosh, me too. I thought that was just me. Um, not feel so alone because I've been there before and, and I'm not ashamed to, this is who I am. I, I'm just honest. I'm completely honest and I'm not af afraid to admit failure or to celebrate my victories. And, and you know I what? All that stuff that you want is exactly what you're doing by sharing with all of our LEAP students. You know, we have a thousand students watching you right now. This is the biggest audience that we've ever had um, for awesome. LEAP. And, you know, having somebody who has, you know, attained the success that you've attained, 
actually saying, yeah, and I went to Leap, and Leap is a big part of it, just kind of helps fortify the reasons why students should go to this program. Before we open this up to questions, because I have a bunch of our students watching live right now that want to ask questions, I want to ask you this. Right now, what is the Hannah Brown game plan going forward? You know, you did the pageant, you won. You did mm -hmm. Leap, you won. You did dancing, you won. What's the next big victory you're going for? Um, the next, or the victory that I'm in right now is taking this time, this uh, being in quarantine to um, take a rest because I deserve it and I need it to be refueled for what's coming next. But in that, it's um, really uh, reflecting and writing that down so that I can um, hopefully soon share that with others. Uh, one of my like dreams forever was to be able to write a book and didn't exactly know what that would be, whether that was a children's book, young adult series like fiction, or, you know, now I can have the opportunity to write about my own experiences. Um, that is something that I'm really looking forward to and, um, you know, working on my own for that to happen. Uh, I would love to be able to have a podcast, another way to connect with people um, and really just build an empire. I want to have my own like athleisure workout line because like I'm a real girl and I don't always like to get dressed up. Most never um, start that home decor and design. It's always been something that, you know, that's what I did before all this happened. Like, will be somewhere that I'm going eventually. And strangely enough, I like being on TV. So hopefully have like other opportunities to do that. But for all that to happen and to be successful and to be 1000% me, um, this time right now is honestly the most important. And that's self-reflection, um, really like gaining all the knowledge that I can from outside sources, from people who, you know, I really admire listening podcasts, reading, um, because when it's time I'm going, I know myself just like I have been, uh, you know, successful in, in ways I never even thought I will be successful and there will, you have not seen the last of me. So we're I'm just sure. in I'm sure that's true. Um, I super, super appreciate you doing this. I want to open this up because I know the students have a lot of questions. Can you guys put the students on both screens for me? Um, and um, you guys just raise your hand up in the air and I'll call on you and you can ask Hannah questions. Uh, I can't see your name. Zara, unmute Hi, yourself. Hannah. Okay, can you guys hear me? Yep. <laughs> Hi, Hannah, it's really good to meet you. I'm Zara, I'm from Texas. So a fellow Southerner, so I just wanted to ask, um, how was your transition to LA? What were some of the things that helped you? Was it difficult? I know the South is very different in some ways, you know, from the West Coast to the East Coast. So I just wanted to ask how that transition was and what helped you. I, I love the South and I'm so thankful for the way that I was raised. But for me, I think I always knew that I needed to get out um, for a bit. I think it's a wonderful place. So for me, it's a, it was a little bit different. I moved to L.A. to be on a TV show. So and then another TV show and then another TV show. So 
Um, didn't when people ask me like, how long have you lived in LA? And I'm like, uh, I think I, I don't know, but I don't know anything about it. So moving, I just moved back and I really feel like this is my time to adjust. Um, but I honestly think it's, I think it's still, um, not put too many expectations on yourself because it is hard. It is hard to first, it's like amazing that you take the leap to um, go chase your dreams or to go out of your comfort zone. And so since you got, you know, you're out of your comfort zone, you're going to be uncomfortable sometimes and that's okay. And it's harder to make friends, but you have to put yourself out there and Um, I was actually talking to a friend yesterday and we were talking about our different experiences and she was like, you know, I think at first I was just so scared. I would just, anybody that came around me that would be my friend, I'd be my friend. And she was like, but they are now, and I can say this at least like they weren't all tens. And so you have to stay confident and true of who you are and know that that's all going to come, but don't settle for anything less just because you're uncomfortable because if it's a desire of your heart and it was put in there, it's going to work out. Um, and so if moving to LA, like it's, it's going to be a hard adjustment, but stay true to like why you were there, why you wanted to go there and do those things. And if you have to do them alone, like it's okay. But cause you're, the people are going to, to decide, like are going to come in and um, honestly just, enjoy it and experience things. Like I had an internship in LA when I was in college. So I didn't know anybody and everybody that I worked with was like forties. I would go, I would get an Uber and I would go around by myself and experience the things that I wanted to experience. And there's nothing wrong with that. Actually, that shows a lot of um, strength to do that. But don't be too scared, go for it. And it's all going to fall into place, but don't have these expectations that you need to have this ready and this, these friends and all this, because then you're just setting yourself up for failure and to feel like you should have never came in the first place when that's not the truth. Awesome. All right. Let's do one more question. Raise your hands up. Zoya. Hi, Hannah. It's so awesome um, and seeing you again, but I just wanted to say like, you're so awesome to watch on TV and everything. You get a lot of love. Um, So I just wanted to ask because you said you're a words of affirmation person. Mm -hmm. And um, since you're so blessed to have as big of a platform as you do, how do you deal with that hate and those negative comments? Because I feel like when you're that big, like your every move is being watched and like everything and like, articles and so much stuff. And like, if something doesn't go right, or if you say something or whatever, how do you deal with those comments? Uh, I I've always had pretty like thick skin, I think because of my family. Uh, it just like, it was always kind of like a suck it up. You're fine. Move forward thing. And so that helped me. It's definitely helped me not like take it too seriously. Um, because these people don't know who I am and they pick apart things and but to say that it doesn't affect me would be completely a lie. Um, I've been through a lot of things recently that have really, you know, been hurtful because, you know, I share a lot um, with people. I think I'm very open um, on, you know, 
on TV, on my social media, any interviews I do, I'm an open book. But not everybody knows what's going on in your life or, you know, wants to, um, wants to form opinions about you with no none of the real facts. And so what's good for me is to call on that small group of people who know who I am and say, hey, what do you think about this? And and let them, you know, say what it is. And if they're like, well, let's talk about it because I do have questions about this that you that you did or said or, you know, or sometimes I call them like, you know, that's not true. That's complete baloney. Or why are you even looking at that, Hannah? Like, you know, these people are just like, we call them Cheeto fingers. They're just, uh, they have been eating Cheetos and they're just typing whatever. And they don't have anything going. And it's like, you don't have time for that. You're working on uh, your goals and what some Karen says about you should not bother you because she's got Cheeto fingers. Um, So having those people that like have your back, but also encourage you to be better and to like, um, to work on things that you need to work on is really important. And then sometimes I, I will take a break and know like what's okay. If something continues, I keep seeing something here and it continues to hurt me. Why is it in my life? And then being like, I need to take a step back and that's really helped, but it's, it's going to be an, a can continually be a struggle because, um, Unfortunately, that's just how our world is. And people like to comment and, and say things when they don't know. But I think it's just like really knowing who you are and having people who know who you are to continue to encourage you to stay the course. That's awesome. Hannah, awesome. I can't thank you enough for sharing your wisdom, your experience, your time with us. I love love, love that you won your pageant. I love that you listened to our dear friend, Miss Paula, and came to LEAP. I love that you are using all the tools that you learned at LEAP to continue success, and I wish you nothing but success. I will be your mentor for life. You know I'm always there in your corner. If you ever need me, I'm there, and I'm going to hook you up with, uh, with a, a great, great mentor for your book. And hopefully I'd love to see that book come out real soon. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. To learn more about the Leap Foundation, go to leapfoundation.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Leap Foundation. On Instagram at Leap Foundation and on Twitter at Leap Los Angeles. Listen to the Meet the Mentor podcast with Dr. Bill Dorfman on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.